Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding episode of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, of course, is that old stuffed shirt himself, the gold standard in ghost hunting Parapsychologist, as I he hates that word. Steve Parsons. What's with it? Me carb. What? Me carb. You sound like a pirate. That's me carb. Yeah. Carb. Speaking about pirates, I will be doing my yeah. pirate and ghost cruise uh, once again this August. Yeah, oh, you, you won't be here. In. Too bad. No. See, you keep rubbing it in, don't you? That I won't be there when you do these yeah. cool well, things. Well, anytime you annoy me, that's all I have to do is to one of the cool events. Hey, how much was your book advance? You didn't tell me last week. You're not going to get it on the air. <laughs> it's more than you got. <laughs> hey, I got, I, I got something really, really cool the other day in a dollar store. Pound shop. Really? Yeah. It's Mal called Monroe's Rand- underwear. No, 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 no. It's called, I've had another um, begging letter as well from our, our um, favorite pastor. But this is Rad, this is Rad Block. And this protects you from EMF radiation. Um, so, okay. yeah. I, yeah um, is it, is it is a problem. Or a spray? It, it is a problem, and this is a solution. So I bought it. It was £1.99, and uh, I opened it up. Was it £1.99 at a dollar store? Because I was talking to the Americans. Oh, right. Whatever. Um, it says, Italy's Supreme Court has upheld a ruling that said that there was a link between a business executive's brain tumor and his heavy mobile iPhone usage. Oh, um, this is scientifically like this is scientifically proven to reduce up to 97.04% of harmful radiation by attaching the radar ra- rad block mm-hmm. to your device. So I bought it, I opened it up and it is a one inch by half inch piece of copper colored copper colored tin foil with an adhesive back with rad block protection from radiation but does it have it. holes in it oh. um i have actually i have actually i did actually buy two because i wanted to dismantle one because it was said it was made with special materials yeah. so i got out my metal testing kit earlier and it is just a piece of Aluminum foil. I thought you said it was copper. Make up your mind. It's copper colored. Oh, okay. And then it's got a plastic coating on top of it. But right, hey, right. I was thinking of sticking it on my forehead because it could block out um, mediums from reading my thoughts. If it only block out you, I'd be happy, but that's unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it stops mediums reading my thoughts, doesn't it? Yeah. Anyways, we have a guest, don't we? We don't. We have two. Uh, these are from. Uh, there's a new TV series airing here in the UK. It's called. Get out of here. Yeah, it's on IMDb. You make your own programming? I thought you just used all the stupid paranormal stuff that we had in the U.S. Yeah, normally, but we make our own stupid programs, too. Okay, cool. Um, This is Goober and the Ghost. Sorry, I know you said it was Goober and the Ghost Chasers. Well, it's not that much difference. Oh, that's Um, 
The Ghost Chasers, which is airing currently on Sky Television. And I've had the good fortune to... I was going to say the good fortune. I've worked with one of the guys before, Paul. Seriously? Uh, on one of the worst British ghost hunting live television extravaganzas that was ever broadcast. Um, it was called Paranormal Investigation Live, and it was put on air to replace Most Haunted Live. And um, it was it was so bad that it was brilliant. It was truly the first night was one of the best paranormal entertainment shows I've ever had the good fortune to have witnessed, um, or the misfortune to have been involved with. But nonetheless, Paul was there too, and Chris Howley is uh, a, a, another long-standing investigator. Um, closely associated with Woodchester Mansion, which even you Americans might have heard of. Yeah. So, Abbey uh, filmed there? Is that what it is? No, no. Um, well, we, we so, haven't heard so, of it then. So these two were given the arduous task of following uh, respected British medium Ian Lawman around. Oh, get out of here. And Europe. Yeah, well, they couldn't outdress him, so they just had to follow him around. Um, around Britain and Europe. Uh, I guess, chasing ghosts. So, without further ado, uh, Paul and Chris, and your microphone did work in testing, so good evening, guys. Good evening. Evening, Steve. There we are, see? I, I apologize for my co-host. Uh, he, he He's not treating you with very much respect. I was very uh, nice to him when he A highly intelligent story. show like that deserves much more respect than he gave we, you, so I, I do apologize. I met Steve before. We know exactly what to expect from him. Okay. Don't be you. No respect. <laughs> <laughs> now we um, we we uh, hooked up recently at the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena Conference, oh, cool. um, where they where they were given the um, the dubious honour of being interviewed by me um, for the oh, audience's please. pleasure. And my life, I was given two instructions before we went on. One by a guest that's coming up in a few weeks' time. who said maul them. And the other by a former friend of the show, Norrie Miles, who said, um, be nice. So you just <laughs> totally know all that, right? No. Well, ask him yourself. Paul, Chris, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Go on, I'm so, going to let Ron ask the questions for a little while. Yeah, because... I think I will. First of all... Tell uh, Cal to sod off. <laughs> you can hear that? Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll go over here. Uh, so anyways... Uh, you know, we're unaware of the show here in the U.S. So what's the what's the premise of the show, gentlemen? OK, so Ghost Chasers is um, a brand new paranormal TV show that's airing across uh, most of Europe, actually, and not just the U.K. And the uh, premise of the show is that there are two paranormal investigators, myself and Chris, uh, with a psychic medium, Ian Lawman, and a uh, host, Kai Nambia. Uh, and the, the host, Kai, is on the search for evidence as to whether or not there is such a thing as ghosts so we're trying to present a balanced argument to him with ian as the, the psychic and the believer uh chris in the middle and myself as the skeptic ah the skeptic so so you're the parsons character um i i'm not a cynic i'm a skeptic um I, I... <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> yeah we, we, we didn't go down the completely cynical route with the show <laughs> excellent now you know why they wouldn't let me on it yeah i can tell why <laughs> they nobody saw you, will uh, let you on tv ever again parsons 
Mm. I've got more Westwood closing than Ian Lawman. That's the, why. The, the only TV show that will take uh, Parsons is some place in Japan where they can't understand a word he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, it sounds like a, a decent show. Um, I haven't seen it, so I really can't comment too much about it. But I, I was just curious, uh, will there be any uh, burying of Ian in a coffin anymore? Or Please. Please. Uh, Not this show. Sorry. No, okay. Did, that, did that come out live then when I said that? Probably did. Yeah, we probably <laughs> caught that, Steve. <laughs> uh, not on this season, but if we get a season two, then uh, you never know. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Well, excellent. Dig him up it's time. You've got to bury him upside down. <laughs> no, the mistake they made was letting him out. <laughs> anyway, so uh, this, how many episodes are you guys into the uh, season? There's 10 episodes, uh, each is an hour long, and there are two locations per episode. Uh, and the, the thing that really stands out with this show is that it's the first ghost hunting TV show to be filmed entirely in uh, UHD 4K 50p, which uh, Steve, being a techie guy, would like all of that. Um, but yeah, the very first one to be filmed completely in ultra high definition, no night vision, everything was in natural light uh, in 4K. Oh, cool. No and, you gave away, and you gave away the cost per episode then as well, didn't you? 50p. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how many uh, investigations have you actually done in, in this season so far? What, for, the, for this show, it was two, uh, two locations per episode. So there were yeah, I got that part. So how many have you done? 20. 20 locations. All right, so the season's all done then. Okay, that's what I was talking Oh, sorry. Yeah, Come on, yeah. Ron, do the math. Come on, like, there were, there were 10 well, shows. I, I didn't know there if they were, two were halfway through show. the season or, or what, just what, started so, the season. I'm ah, not... so what you're really asking is how many shows have been broadcast? No, that's not what I asked, but that's fine. It is, uh, it is. So what the entire first season is done, which means you guys went to 20 different locations in how many different countries? Uh, we filmed it a year ago, um, and the locations were in the U.K., Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, oh. and Germany. Okay, so, I mean, we know so much uh, about the UK uh, here in the States because of Most Haunted, and, well, because of Most Haunted. <laughs> and uh, we know very little about the rest of Europe. So, Your of the other world... hasn't heard of the Netherlands, has he? What is the Netherlands? Holland. No, I'm right. just saying Trump hasn't heard of well, it's, it's the world's flat. There is no Netherlands. But anyways, uh, the Netherlands. So uh, the locations that you went to in Europe, do they differ than, uh, for instance, the ones in the UK? Or, and if they do, how do they differ? I think the main difference with the European locations is they, they don't have ghost hunters in Europe. So um, with, I think, 99% of the European locations, we were the first ghost hunters to have gone there to investigate. Oh, wow. that, that was the biggest difference. Uh, also, it was it was actually quite difficult to find um, witnesses to the paranormal phenomena. We spent a lot of time, and we had a full time researcher on it, trying to find locations in Europe that had um, credible enough ghost stories and ghost witnesses that we could interview on the show. A lot of the, the people over there don't believe in the paranormal at all; that they, they see it as fairy tales. That's the stories they tell their children. Right. It's like Trump. He doesn't exist. Who's Trump? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Theresa so, May after today? Uh, so anyways, uh, 
the show is is how long is is it an hour show two hour show it's, it's an hour long show yeah so basically yeah. you get a half an hour per location which i'm sure you did a little bit more than that in your investigations correct yeah, oh, with, yeah, yeah. yeah, with the commercial breaks taken out, it's about 22 minutes of TV time per location. Wow. Um, we spent about 14 hours with multiple cameras filming for that 22 minutes, which, <laughs> from what we were told by the um, production team, that's half what they would normally spend uh, to create 22 minutes of television. So it was uh, very intense, um, but yeah, you only get to see 22 minutes of 14 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you guys have lived it, so you know what it's like. But uh, so many people, they watch these things on TV and, and they expect that's what it's like when you do paranormal investigating. And uh, it's it's just, you know, it just doesn't make sense because there's so much time where really a lot of times nothing happened. Uh, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Is there a lot going on all the time or is it... Uh, you know, sometimes when it's actually dead, pardon my pun. Well, the, I think the, the the thing with this show, myself and Paul wanted it to be um, a little bit more um, sort of, um, well, credible than, than what we put <laughs> on. Sorry, sorry. Than, uh, <laughs> than I was trying to be kind to the other TV shows out there. We wanted it to be more credible. Mm-hmm. Um, so... But 22 minutes, yes, it, 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 it does seem like you're getting an awful lot of activity. But in, in honesty, you can see when we've had quiet moments, because that's when we had to um, resort to using um, pseudo-scientific apps. Well, they're not even, there's no science to them at all. They're, they're just apps, Android apps, just, just to fill in the time, because nothing was really? happening. Um, but, we, but we do blog about it, because uh, 22 minutes isn't enough time to get over what, what we actually did on each, each of these episodes. So at, at the end, of, as each episode's been broadcast, we are, we are putting up quite concise blogs and putting additional uh, content on our blogs for, for people who are interested just to see oh, the, the, additional, uh, the additional material we've caught. Sorry, Chris. I, out of, I, I, I appreciate uh, you know, the requirements of television can be a little bit strange sometimes, but... Yeah. In terms of putting in additional information in the blog, um, what percentage of the actual uh, viewers do you think will go uh, beyond the program, beyond the screen? And Because you, the, the show itself is portraying the use of phone apps in a way that they can be used as a positive tool for ghost hunting um, very strongly in, in, in terms of the visual media. But then you are hoping... Uh, but some percentage. Do you have any figures for how many people are going beyond the show to the blog in, uh, in relation to a percentage of the viewers? It's going to be a, a small number. It's going to be a small yeah, thing, we haven't it? actually got the, the viewing figures from the channel yet, but um, I don't know if you've seen an episode yet, Steve, so I know you hadn't seen one um, when you interviewed us before. I have that. Uh, okay, so on the episodes where uh, we're using uh, devices, uh, whether it be a thermometer or the phone app, um, they are actually putting up the balance side of that as well uh, in voiceover and with uh, text coming up on screen saying, well, actually, it could be this or that. And they'll give the more scientific explanation as to fact it could just be psychology or uh, random words being generated uh, rather than it being spiritual. Yeah, so, so it's, it's yeah. not be, we're, we're not displaying it as a it's not coming across as a as a definitive app for talking to dead people because uh no, but that's how people, that's, I mean, from my time on Most Haunted and, and other shows, I mean, that's exactly what people, they, 
they they're like water they'll flow to the lowest level and and they they will see you using a phone app on a show and immediately start downloading the damn thing they they don't listen to the voiceover and that was demonstrated quite well by by the parapsychologists likes of kieran matt and others on most haunted in their five minute slot at the end where they tried to put forward a rational explanation for some of the points that that took place during the show that was the point at which the majority of the viewers went turned it off and went to put the kettle on yeah yeah well this this one is not uh saved until the end of the show the the so, voiceovers is as as we go through yeah, the investigation but the, the, yeah. the point i'm making is they will see the app and they will download the app and i will wager a pound to uh, a euro that we'll see a, a, an increase in phone app usage but we, we've already seen that anyway so you know I, I think that's a very negative uh thing to portray on on any television show because it, it's it's highly you know misleading isn't it uh, not when it's giving the balanced account of it i mean um i wouldn't say it's misleading yeah, because yeah. we're not giving any misleading information we're presenting what we found uh, but you didn't, but you didn't prefix it by saying we're going to test this device to see if it's a viable tool. No, because it wasn't a, a program where we were evaluating ghost hunting devices. Yeah, like, like we said at the ASAP conference, Steve, you you can't jump from run from most haunted into a completely scientific uh, TV show. You've you've got to do small steps. So we think this is a small step away from most haunted, but it's we're, we're not we're not going to be able to jump straight into. Um, a completely scientific approach otherwise we end up with um um th- that other show you mentioned at the start of the show <laughs> yeah that was dreadful um I mean, <laughs> do you, chris do you think that there is a way that we can portray a meaningfully scientific uh approach to ghost hunting in in television without resorting to pure without resorting to documentary um honest answer no steve not unless you go down the documentary channels and hope to get 10 viewers, if you're lucky, to, uh, watching the show. You, you, uh-huh. You've watched in TV, Steve. You know what it's all 20, about. 21.6 million for the Japanese yeah. documentary, guys. 21.6 million. That's Japanese. <laughs> they just curious. They, uh, it was curious, sold all they? over they, Europe. They, they watch, they watch <laughs> squids die. So, I mean, that's them, I, was that's... Just, I was just addressing the 10 viewers, that's all. There's 10 <laughs> listeners to the show. <laughs> well, normally there is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of discussions with the exec producers, the channels, in terms of how we could make this show more scientific um, than the other shows and with more critical thinking and evaluation. Um, but you can't go to the full documentary style uh, yet. The channels just aren't ready to commission it. We've, we've been trying, we've been pushing for it, but they're not ready to commission that yet. Give me your ideal scenario then for, say, um, a series two. Um, if, if they just said to you, right, guys, you're, the, you're now in the produ- uh, producer's hot seat, um, what would you do differently with series two? Oh, they'd bring Steve Parson in for sure. No, they wouldn't. Shut up, right? <laughs> uh, look what you did to Paranormal Investigation Live. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we'll talk Kiss about that. After, we'll talk about after the break because I'm going to reveal some secrets of PIL. No, you're not. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Are you ready? <laughs> oh, <I laughs> because the, because there were things that went on behind the scenes that people in front of the camera didn't necessarily know about. Anyway, I'm, um, I'm aware of uh, some of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Team the other one. Um, what were they called? I can't remember. GPS. Yeah. yeah, that's it. The guinea pigs. 
so, so what would we change? I, th I think um, if we're able to, we would uh, have one location per episode so that we could spend more time uh, explaining some of the things that are going on and maybe have the time to explain the use of some of the equipment in more detail, um, provide more time evaluating the evidence or lack of evidence. Um, I, I think that's the key to it. And also the viewers are saying that as well. They they feel that there isn't enough time per location. Um, and a lot was missed out. I mean, in 14 hours, there was, there was some credible stuff that happened, things that we thought was genuinely unexplainable that didn't even make the show. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that would be the biggest thing is actually more time um, have one location per episode. What else would you change? Um, again, it's down to. Budget. I, I'm thinking. I'm. I'm. Th I, I, as I said, there are no limits now. Uh, they okay. said it's series one has been mega. You guys rock, and the series two, we want to give you the, you know, give you the cameras, give you the ball, give you the, yeah, yeah, give, give you carte blanche. Design series two. What? Give, give me, say, the top three things that you would change. So number one is the amount of time we've got. So one location per episode, and we've we've got more time for oh, that. I tick. think um, in terms of the equipment that we're using um, on this show, budget was extremely tight, and so that's why we've got some very uh, low value equipment being used. I mean, we we, yeah. we saw some equipment in Germany that um, that to buy. How much was it? It's like eight grand, wasn't it? For yeah. just just for the EMF meter. That'd be ironier then. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and there was things like um, CSI grade cameras and various other things that we tried to get hold of for the show. Um, some of the really high tech um, blur cameras, things that we we just couldn't get the budget for, but would have more scientific backing if we were using it. But for series two, for this series two with no limitations, we would we would we would source this kit, but we'd also source the experts who know how to use it properly to to come on the show with us. You're just kissing up the Steve now. That's music to my ears. Yeah, that's what I get figured. The, get the forensic guys in. Get the experts in. God, shoot me. Okay, that's two. Number three. What? You've uh, changed two things. Packets for myself and Paul. Number three. Was it bigger paychecks? Is that what he heard him say? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Bigger paychecks. Yeah, I, I, would, I would have added catering. Catering. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a given. That's a catering. Only green M&Ms. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I kind of agree with you that uh, two half hours, I mean, it, it would, I, I really kind of, I don't see how that's a, 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 a cost saver. If you're at a location, you can get an hour out of a location. That means that those 20 shows, you could have gotten two seasons versus the, the one. So, yeah. Um, it's intriguing. So uh, on the show, I, I assume you, I'm just guessing, uh, interviews with people who have witnessed some type of paranormal activity. Ian Allman gives his uh, impressions, and you guys muck around and zack. Is that pretty much it, or did I miss something? Oh, you use apps while you're doing it. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> We're not walking around with a ghost meter. We're not walking with ghost meters, no. no. Oh, series two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, no, what is Ian's role in, in the show? Seriously, guys. Um, to put it very simply, he's like the psychic sniffer dog. So he's trying to direct us to the areas where he feels there is most likely to be 
paranormal activity um, for us to experience and try and get on camera or audio equipment. Hang on, I've just been reading um, the, because at the start of the show I pulled up some links um, and it, you just called it, what is it, the psychic sniffer dog? Well, Goober and the Ghost Chasers from 1973 is a dog. Are we up with this Goober and the Ghost Chasers? No, listen, leads his human companions to investigate mysteries involving the paranormal. You've pinched this idea, boys. You have pinched this idea. Well, no. You just substituted Ian for the dog. I say, someone else got there first. Yeah, somebody else has got the real dog on the show, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) That last week has nothing to do with us. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Although they 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 use that in the past with dog cam, famously. Oh right. What they put a a camera on a dog. Yeah, Most Haunted Live did it. They uh, they got, um, I can't remember the name of the uh, organization now, but he was a. They attached a, a camera to his head. Um, he was just oh, yeah, rope, Steve. Yeah, and um, he was like they had dog cam on one of the lives, as I recall. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they they also buried their medium as well. You know, a you ghost know. stop. I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but ghost stop. It's a it's a ghost supply company in the United States. They actually have little uh, remote control cars with camera on it, so you you can do investigating in places that are dangerous. I don't know what dangerous is, but you can. Just saying. I don't know what that had anything to do with anything. Maybe you guys well, need a remote control car in the show. Well, we oh, can. Oh, wait a minute. Let... A drone. How about a drone? It's been done. It's been done on Most Haunted. Um, oh. They used. Um, we built. I built them a tracked vehicle that carried a tether ca- a camera that was tethered by a long cable so we could get the damn thing back. Um, and it was used to go um, on floors and uh, floor, you know, where it was unsafe to walk or down uh, areas, corridors where that were too narrow for people. Um, and it was actually built onto a scale, twelfth scale model of a Sherman tank. That's, that's, that's uh, really amazing. And then, of course, the the gun turret could elevate and rotate, so the camera was attached to oh, that. Was it? Did it shoot like holy water? Or, or uh, originally, it shot. Or, uh, uh, originally, it shot little plastic balls, but that was all taken away. And it was yeah, it was, balls uh, is right. Yeah, uh, but they wanted a a sort of roving camera, and one was built for them by me. All right. So, can I talk to my guests, or do I have to listen to you drabble on some more? <laughs> <laughs> we were quite interested in that. Did you catch anything with the little? Oh, roving? here you go. Don't give them any power, please. <laughs> Well, what do you think the answer to that is? Well, it was, it was, most it was it actually, it, although it was used, it, it was, was never, most haunted, right? Yeah, and it was never shown. So it means you got lots of good evidence. Uh, the use of it, although it was, it, it was used, uh, it was never used, it, oh, its use was never shown on camera. Um, because So we don't know it existed. Uh, well, it does exist. It's here. It's in the attic above me. Um, yeah, I mean, if it was, well, we like have TV, it shouldn't well, exist. Well, we've got footage of it in use on the show, but that was taken by uh, Anna. Anyway, that doesn't matter. It was used and it was built and it does exist. And But in the 25 hours that we were at each location, um, you know, that was condensed down into an hour's, uh, well, a 48 minute episode allowing for the ad break. So, you know, it didn't capture anything that was considered worthwhile of broadcast. Uh, that's too bad. I would have loved to see Karen uh, dispute the uh, results on that one. That would have been fun. Okay, but anyways, shot him. 
Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we we are coming up to the break in a few minutes, but um, I want to ask uh, Paul. I forget the other guy's name. What's the other guy? Chris. Chris. Sorry, Chris. I do that all the time. Steve will testify to that. Won't you, Steve? Who? Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, anyways, what was your favorite location in this twenty uh, twenty uh, episode? Well, twenty investigative. Sh- season i think for um the fear factor for both of us there was a place called Numur tunnels in belgium um mm. very old network uh, of seven kilometers of tunnels and we were had um exclusive access to those tunnels um very very interesting from a historical point of view but also we had some uh, unusual things happen there that uh, on and off camera that we tried our best to explain but couldn't. Oh, cool. And there was nothing Paul, to do with the app. Paul, just for the sake of our American <laughs> listeners, can you explain what Belgium is? Yes. Belgium? <laughs> uh, Belgium is in Europe, uh, next to France and Germany. Is it like before Brazil because it comes with a B first, B Belgium? Yeah, it's next to Brazil. Yeah, for Americans, it's next to Brazil. Just, okay. just, yeah, just they down. Let's say over there. Yeah, yeah. just shocking. down from Japan. You know, we're not sure the rest of the world exists outside of the United States. So, so. Well, North Korea might not exist by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another story for another time. Uh, but anyways, we've got one minute left. Uh, we're talking with uh, Paul and Chris from the, the proper name of the show is the Ghost Chasers. Uh, just Ghost right. Chasers, yeah. Yeah, forget the D, uh, D T, whatever. Uh, so. When we come back, we'll uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what happened in this scary tunnel, maybe, if they care to share. If not, then we'll talk about something else. So there you go. Anyways, uh, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with the Reverend Steve Parson and the most humble Ron Kolick. And our special guests are Paul and Chris from Ghost Chasers. We'll be right back. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Rendezvous. 
as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Listen to the Ghost Chronicles. It's well, that went well. And, yeah, that went well. They'll do some editing or something. <laughs> I hope to God they do. I, I did out that whole intro. Should we do another one with me doing it? No, that was fine. Okay. So, anyways, you listen to Ghost Chronicles, and uh, in two weeks, uh, no, Ghost... no, you listen to Ghost Chronicles International. Fine. In two weeks, on the next generation, we are going to have uh, Doctor Dale Graff. Do you know who he is, Steve? No. Dale Graff was the director of the Stargate program in the United States. Is that a television know, series? No, no. It was a top secret. Uh, well, let me read this. Join Dale Graff to explore the phenomena and how you might use it in life. Dale began as a doubter who ended up leading the government's Stargate program. Research for remote viewing in acknowledging the reality of PSI abilities or size. Did he have the gold tattoo on his forehead? Dale will be at Circles of Wisdom in Andover on the weekend of May 5th through the 7th with a free talk, question and uh, uh, answer section on Friday, and an intensive workshop on Saturday, and an optional Sunday follow-up. You can learn more at circlesofwisdom.com or by calling 978 474 8010. That's circles of wisdom. Some papier mache, some old plastic tubs. Oh, shut up. And some chicken wire. I'm trying to pay the bills here, all right? (laughs) So, anyways, back to our show where we have someone almost as good as Dale Goff, and that is uh, Chris and. um, Yeah. What the the other guy's name? Paul Paul from uh, Ghost Chasers, which was that fabulous uh, introduction. You, You have seen that introduction, guys, haven't you? We have seen it, yeah, a couple okay. of times. Yeah, <laughs> the screaming, the screaming, in it and the the running in it, and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. was it really that scarifying that you uh, did all that screaming and running? At, at times, in, in Namur, that uh, Paul was on about earlier on the the tunnels down there. Yeah, we we, yeah, I haven't been that that terrified in years of ghost hunting. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Well, we're both then at Woodchester Mansion, which is one of the most active, uh, well, perceived active buildings in the UK. And uh, I don't think I've ever been that scared down at Woodchester Mansion. It was uh, quite intense that night. And so the tunnel system. I mean, when you when you guys do this investigating, uh, there's the two of you and uh, Mr. Lawman. Yeah. So do you just kind of. How do you, how do you do your investigation? I mean, I mean, you know, I, I'm at a disadvantage because I haven't seen this show, so I do apologize for that. And um, is it like do you have like a whole crew that's lit up behind you, or or is it really we, just well, your investigation? We use the crew as part of the team. It was it was a very small crew. Uh, there was a director who very much stayed out of the way, mm-hmm. um, 
but the the cameraman and the sound man who were with us we we involved in the investigation i mean steve could see more than more than us because of the quality of the camera gear and uh tim the sound man uh had all the expensive um audio gear which uh, he could hear a lot more than us so they had the advantage in the locations as to what they could see and hear that we couldn't and uh, so we involved them as much as possible Oh, you so, did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah it was stripped right back to a very, very small team. Uh, there wasn't some big crew behind us with catering okay, vans okay. and all of that. It was just a cameraman, sound man, director, and a data wrangler. Okay. okay. And, and, and since they had the good equipment, uh, they could see and hear things that you guys couldn't. Uh, well, more, more from verification. If I give you an example, a verification of, of what happened, they were, we heard a scream behind us um, in, in the tunnels. Uh, Tim, the same man, was, um, he was a bit like Steve Parsons, actually, a complete cynic. <laughs> and, um, I'm not rising to the bait. You're not. No. <laughs> well, you should. Everybody knows you. But, um, yeah, Those that know uh, me know I'm not a cynic. No, you're not. Yeah, no, whatever. No. You're just horrible, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I admit to being horrible. But I'm not cynically horrible. No, he. So Tim, Tim didn't believe in the paranormal. Uh, the, the sound guy. But uh, when when we heard this sound behind us in the tunnels, he had to admit that the sound did come from the tunnels. Um, he could he could pinpoint uh, the direction of the audio. From uh, from the gear he had strapped round his neck, so even even he questioned what what went on down the tunnels that evening. Oh, that's cool. Now, did did they experience things like you know? I I, mean, I know like most haunted, the the crew was always getting mauled and thrown at and pinched and whatever. Did they experience anything themselves? They did, yes. A lot more subtle than uh, than on Most Haunted. We didn't have any first aid kits having to uh, be brought out. Um, so it was things like uh, cameraman. We were in uh, Harwich Fort uh, filming in one of the rooms there. And um, the way we were positioned, we were between him and the door. So he was looking out of the doors and the windows and he saw a figure go past the window. But the wow. whole team and the whole crew were in that one room. So he indicated to us that he'd just seen someone outside. We ran out there. No one out there. So very, very subtle. Uh, There was other occasions, again, where it was very subtle things that were happening, uh, things heard, um, things seen. um, But no, no one attacked. Actually, I I've got to, I can't believe I'm leaping to the defense of most haunted, which I'm not, but I'm just putting this in, <laughs> I'm just putting this in perspective. This because be good. <laughs> you're in series one and nothing like that with first aid kits and falling over and rocks being thrown and knives being thrown and flies hitting people at supersonic speeds really occurred until series three. Really? As as the pressure ramped up on the uh, the presenters and the production company to deliver more now if series one of the of ghost chasers is successful how how will you cope with similar levels of pressure from a production from the channel because it actually comes from the channel from insight who says we've got a hit show on our series we want more we want demons we want you know we want screaming we We want running about uh shut up yeah i mean we're we're fully aware of how the TV works and the pressure that gets put on for the the demons and that to come out. Um, but the channel that we're working with are, are not of that nature. Um, all their other programs are uh, either documentary based or adventure sports based. 
uh, and they wanted something a lot more realistic. They don't want the the big demonic dramas. Um, they wanted a more realistic type of show. They want more balance, Steve. They don't want the uh, the uh, all the acting that goes goes with it. I'll, I'll I'll actually wager that 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 may that could well change given the the fiscal demands of television, which which exists purely to sell advertising. And in fact, um, the early days of living TV. You know the the same sort of arrangement with you know we want it real we want it kept real we want to you know we want to portray it as it is soon gave way to we want demons so you know th- this could change and the question was and the question stands is how are you going to deal with that if it does ha- ta- happen well uh, one of the things we made very clear right from the start in the contracts that we signed for series one and the same will continue going forwards is. Um, we're very conscious of how we want to be portrayed and our own reputations. Um, we're, we're paranormal investigators rather than TV hosts who've done a paranormal show. And we want to keep the reputation that we've, we've tried to gain over the years. Um, and so we would be very careful uh, as to how to manage those pressures. And I think you can create the drama of a show through the situations that the people are put in. Um, such as putting them in some scary tunnels in Belgium without having to resort to faking activity or bringing in demonic entities and all of that. Are you suggesting for a moment that Most Haunted faked activity? I didn't uh, name that show once, Steve. I haven't named that show once, but I... Oh, uh, go on, suggest it, because if you don't, I will. Well, well, oh. I, can, I can suggest there's a show that has fake activity. <laughs> well, I can say that most of did fake activity, so there we well, go. I can say I got blocked by Twitter by all of them for actually telling them they faked activities. <laughs> well, they, well, that's because they already knew. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why make it that obvious? You know, I mean, it's like you don't have to tell them they knew. You know. <laughs> But no, there's there's no yeah. stunts on our show, Steve. <laughs> no, we're, no, we. I mean, we're if 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 it ever got to that, then it's not something we'd be interested in doing anyway, Steve. I mean, we're we're happy with the with the format. We we'd hope to push it slightly more the other way and go go more more scientific with it. Um, but the, obviously, that like you say, that's down to budget and uh, whether we even get a season two commissioned. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see. What, what, what do you think the likelihood is of a Series 2? Because judging by the um, feedback I'm seeing for the programme, it seems to be picking up a momentum um, oh, and is being well compared to, of course, the, the, uh, the premiere show on television at the moment, Ghost Adventures. Um, unlike, you know, <laughs> unlike the other show, which isn't doing quite so well against most adv- uh, Ghost Adventures, but you're getting good feedback, you're getting good reviews. Um, do you think there is a likelihood of a second series? Hopefully. I mean, like I said, the, the feedback has been phenomenal. A, a lot of people saying it's better than Ghost Adventures, which was no, really... steady on, steady on. It's only <laughs> <laughs> don't, get, don't, don't run before you can walk. You're only in series one. <laughs> yeah. Was it Ian in that haunted Australian thing? Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. That was one season. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I'd dump him if I were you. No, we're. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, well, you know, in fairness, he only, he only managed one, basically one half of a series of most haunted as well. Yeah, oh, so. it could be a jinx. That's it what I'm saying. Be, I'm not saying he's be. good. I'm not saying he's bury bad him. or anything. I'm just saying him. he might be jinxed. Yeah, bury him. 
<laughs> Barry, well, that's, yes, that's that's been done. That's been this done. time face down. Actually, I, 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 people... You know he'll listen, never be on the show again, by li- the way. Listeners yeah. might think, I've got to correct this, because listeners might think that you know, I've got some axe to grind with Ian. Actually, I haven't. Ian and no, I we don't. On many, many productions, and we're great friends. And Ian, I like Ian. Ian is always up for a bit of fun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. How, speaking of Ian, actually, I mean, how often did he disappear off to a closed, uh, closed shop? Because every time I worked with him, he would always tend to disappear to a boutique and come back with some designer... Uh, outfit of you know designer clothing or you know uh, expensive. Not my type of guy, huh? <laughs> he is terrible. He's a terrible one for the designer clothes. He is, but because it was a road trip, he had limited space, so he had to bring. <laughs> he had no room for anything else. I think you would agree with that. Point. Yeah, we were we were on the road all as a, a group for five weeks going around Europe. So we had five weeks worth of clothes in one bag each. Yeah, what about laundry? I mean, yeah, behind the scenes on Ghost Chasers, yeah. how were how were the day to day things like laundry handled? Um, Down to the river and beat up on the rocks. Yeah, it was pro- problematic. Yeah, we we eventually got a laundry service after about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was times when we were washing clothes and our boots in the bath in hotel rooms, yeah. uh, just to keep it clean. Yeah, turn the undies inside out and get them get a second day out of them. So uh, before the oh, yeah. break, Steve, you were going to mention something that happened uh, when you worked with Paul on uh, that other show. Oh, Paranormal Investigation Live. Uh, that that was actually, I, I was going to be, um, yeah, there's lots of stories you could tell from Paranormal Investigation Live, as indeed could Paul. The, the basic premise that Living TV were trying to put together a show uh, after they'd taken Most Haunted off air. Of course, Most Haunted was uh, perhaps... Its biggest viewer numbers came from uh, the Halloween Lives, and after the show had finished, they needed something to replace it. And they came up with this concept um, almost a year before it was aired of two paranormal teams, one science-based and one psychic-based in their methodologies, would compete head-to-head in a premium haunted location, and they chose a, a castle in Scotland, Castle Mingus, to do that. Um, and Paul was part of the psychic spiritualist team, as I recall. Really? Yes. Um, and I they thought had he was the, a skeptic. Did I miss something? He, he, he converted. <laughs> yeah, he converted. Um, <laughs> but both teams were actually uh, sort of like boy band teams. Um, they were drawn from experienced investigators, um, but they were actually constructed for the show um, from um, a number of teams, one of which ended up as Team GPS. Uh, which were the science-based team and were nicknamed the uh, Team Guinea Pigs um, by production. And there was Team Deep Impact. Uh, perhaps the most Deep memorable impact. thing. Yeah. Um, the first yeah. night was, was, was truly memorable for its disastrous portrayal um, of paranormal investigating to the point where at one point, uh, about an hour after it had aired, it was very nearly taken off air, and series and the second uh, second night was was going to be scrapped. Uh, but it was it was decided to go with it. I'll give you one example. Um, the science team headed off into the woods. Do you remember the stump at the top of the of the, of the short rise? Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah. Well, they were sent off up to this to this uh, stump of a tree. Uh, which had a remote camera attached to it, and they were going to conduct some experiments, and then the other team would go up later. And they 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 set off into the dark, into the woods. It was a distance of about fifty feet from the from the uh, the, the car park, and they managed to get themselves lost. And uh, 
they wandered off down some other forest path, claiming that they couldn't find the re- the, the stump and they couldn't find the remote camera. And frustrating, uh, in, in frustration, one of the production crew, which I think went actually went out live because it came over a team radio, was follow the ing camera big yellow camera cable that ran up through the woods to the obviously the remote camera, which they hit. They, I mean, it was about two inch diameter yellow cable that they couldn't mm-hmm. see. Uh, but it was. I mean, there were other many, many memorable experiences. They, they, the, the, they had an ovulus, which they managed to drown um, because it was pouring with rain over the first night. Was it the second night it rained? Oh, first night it rained. Um, I, this thing had about a liter of water in it, half a gallon for the Americans, and um, it then malfunctioned badly in one of the bed chambers of the castle, in which, according to legend a newborn baby was flung into the fire. So as they placed the ovulus, this drowned ovulus, which was still dripping water from inside it, uh, onto the, um, the uh, surround in front of the fire and switched it on, it emitted a loud howl. And that was all it emitted. And somewhat in desperation, one of them said, that's the screaming of the baby being burnt alive in the fire. Oh, that's horrid. truly memorable but Paul's not getting away with it either because um, I still don't know to this day why the um, spiritualist team team impact um, what was what was with all the incense and crystals left burning in the fireplace (laughs) in the kitchen good question I mean you were the paranormal consultant on it Steve we had no you did it you did it (laughs) (laughs) We literally got t- our blindfold taken off and pushed in the door uh, live on TV saying, right, yeah. go and uh, throw those herbs in the fire and see what comes out of it. That had nothing to do. Oh, there you I, go. I, my job was designed to design two experiments, both of which had nothing to do with herbs or... But no, we had places. no say over any of the experiments on that show. Um, we were tasked with only being able to try out spiritualist techniques and we were literally pushed from one room to the next... Uh, where we would find something to use. In that case, it was some herbs to throw on the fire to do fire scrying. In another room we got pushed into, there were some dowsing rods. Uh, another room was a Victorian seance. Um, so, yeah, mix of things, um, but we didn't know what was going to be in each room. We just got pushed in and say, right, go and uh, investigate using that. Okay. Yeah. In actual fact, did in this Fern- happen in 2010? Yes. Yes. Uh, in fairness to Paul's team, uh, it was it was becoming very evident, um, particularly during the second night, that the the spiritualist team were more scientific than the scientific team, who were resorting increasingly to to uh, bizarre. Uh, there were spiritualist methods using things with batteries in that um, would be the best way to describe it. They were using electronic dowsing, electronic. You know, so, but it was the the spiritualist team became. Um, scientific and the scientific team just became increasingly crazy. Okay, but so I believe I, I believe GPS is still going, aren't they? As uh, very much so. Yeah, um, Barry, who heads up the team, is yeah. going to be on the new Zach Bagans show that's coming out next year. What else? Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at something here, and I, I think it's you guys. Now, was the spiritualist team have two women and two guys? Yes. Okay. So I'm looking at a picture here, uh, and I see a guy with a hoodie on and a guy without a hoodie. So, Paul, is that one of you? Uh, yeah, I'll be the one in the hoodie. Really? 
putting your hands up like you're doing hooey dooey. That's the one, yeah. So a little oh, yeah, very good picture. does um, any promo shots, if they ask you to do a final shot just for fun, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were, you know, you were pretty young back then, it looks like. Um, yeah, that was 2010. So, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm 14, 14 or 15 <laughs> then, weren't you, Paul? No, I was about, yeah, I was about 13, yeah. 13, yeah. Very, very young, yeah, yeah. Well, now I mean, you guys got me intrigued about this. So I'm going to have to watch this stupid thing. So, anyways, let me put that away. Uh, I, I so, don't think is is there any version of PIL actually in existence? Because that first night, that that it was legendary. I'm the amount, the amount of abuse that was coming in via because it was early days of social media and people. Uh, there was a forum, a web forum, and some other interactive means, and it was just a torrent of abuse. A lot. Of, of it was expected because obviously there's a lot of most haunted fans still sore and sorry that their show wasn't on but then that switched at about the midpoint to um basically get this crap off the television um which was uh, i think fair but i don't think people fairly watched the show because the second night things had improved dramatically because the first night as paul said uh there, there were people being flung into situations beyond their control, which made for hilarious television. Um, if you if you treated it as you know almost ghost ghost hunting comedy, uh, and there was some comedic gold in in that first night, uh, but the second night was was less um, less entertaining. Years ago, we had a show that Linda Blair hosted, and that's what they would do. They would take these teams and shove them in some haunted location, usually in the Oh, UK. yeah. You remember yeah, that? I remember that one, yeah. Scared uh, stiff or scared world scariest, World's scariest places. Yeah, there you go, world's scariest places. And they had so, those weird cameras on about a foot and a half long. Yeah, pole. yeah, yeah. That used to yeah, look up your nose. Chest. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So I, we're ready out yeah, of time, guys. Filmed, uh, Wichester Mansion. Yeah. Oh, they did? Yes, yes, it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'll have to go dig up that old one and check it out. So, anyways, uh, Paul and uh, Chris, uh, we're running out of time now. So, if people wanted to get uh, learn more about you, uh, where could they uh, do that? Uh, com or chrishowley.com. Easy as that. Or um, to watch the show, it's insights.tv. Insights.tv. So, you can see it online? Uh, yeah, so it's broadcast on Sky in the UK and the Sky equivalents around Europe, um, and even in South Korea, it's, it's being shown. Um, Not for long, oh, it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> We're hoping it gets out quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, otherwise you can watch it online at Insight.tv. Okay, will you guys uh, be at uh, doing any events uh, where people can come up and meet you in person? Uh, yeah, we've got um, a couple booked in um, where we're trying to go back to some of the locations we investigated on the series. Um, so we're, we're going back with a small number of members of the public to, to some of those locations. Excellent. I'm sure Steve will go. More than Mark and Steve. <laughs> Bring your iPhone. Bring your iPhone yeah. and talk us through it. <laughs> that's all. That's all he uses when he comes over to the states. By the way, just takes out his iPhone and, and does it. So if he's making giving you a hard time about apps, just you know that's the kettle <laughs> called the pot black. Uh, we, so, we, anyways, we go got a the whole seminar on it. <laughs> so, anyways, we do have to go. There are the tunes. So uh, we want to thank you guys so much for coming on the show and putting up with this craziness and. Uh, we wish you the best of luck, and I hope season two gets uh, renewed. And uh, 
keep on uh, hunting. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good luck, guys, and thank you. All right, thank, thank you. you. Cheers. Bye. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good luck.